Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Well, hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis, and on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And you guys, we are so excited about this episode today because it's about a topic that I think that we can't talk enough about that so many people are affected by, and that is infertility. And so before we dive in, I actually want to share a recent review with you. So many of you have been sharing reviews and we just are so grateful because we know it takes a little bit of time out of your day, but we are so grateful that you'd even take that time. And it's the best way to let others know about the Naked Marriage Podcast. So today's review is from WDW Lady and it's entitled Wonderful and she gave us five stars. So thank you so much. It says... I love listening to this podcast. My husband and I have been married for 21 years. We have a wonderful marriage, but we are not perfect. Listening to this podcast has helped us tremendously. We want to always invest in our marriage and taking some of the advice from Dave and Ashley has helped us to become closer. Thank you so much. That means the world to us. It It really really, does. does. This is going. It really does. We are thankful for you guys. I know, you know, as you're listening to this episode, we've just kind of come out of Thanksgiving and I want you to know we are thankful I'm so thankful for you. Your Absolutely. encouragement, your prayers, you, your reviews, you you um, writing us on social media, you showing up to the EXO conferences, you sharing the message of this podcast and this ministry with others. Your partner's with us in this, and we just feel like we have friends all over the world, and we we're do. thankful for you. And we're also thankful for today's guests, uh, Pastors Johnson and Summer Bowie, who lead uh, Victory Church in Atlanta, one of the most thriving, beautiful, amazing Christ-focused churches that that we've been part of. We just met them a month ago uh, at EXO Atlanta, which was a wonderful event and just became fast friends. Their testimony inspired us. Their church inspired us. And so with talking to them, we invited them to come on this podcast and and specifically share their very powerful testimony about infertility in the early years of their marriage, infertility and miscarriage. Yes. And and just what they learned through that, how they grew through that. And I believe this message is going to give hope particularly for those who are maybe dealing with those same struggles, which is a very uh, painful struggle that many couples deal with and often deal with in silence, but just to know you're not alone in it and to get some some practical tools and some hope and some inspiration and a powerful prayer uh, at the end. So stick around for that. Uh, We're so excited to share this story and to introduce you guys to our new friends, Summer and Johnson Bowie. So let's dive into today's episode. Well, like we said in the intro, we are super excited about our friends, Johnson and Summer, joining us. We loved going to their church for EXO Atlanta not long ago, one of our very favorite spots on the EXO tour. Uh, They're just doing an amazing work there. 
Uh, and we so just loved hearing from them. They shared with us some of their testimony, and it was so moving and so powerful. We were like, will you come on the podcast and share this with our audience? Because um, it, it just meant a lot to us, and I'm sure it'll mean a lot to you. But yeah. before we dive into all that, Johnson and Summer, thank you for making time to hang with us today. Yes, welcome. Absolutely, guys. Thank Our you pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, We're excited to you. be here. Yeah, like you, like, you, like you said, when you guys uh, came and visited for XO, uh, I think, one, we were blown away just by the whole XO experience, but uh, you guys and your transparency and vulnerability and your stinking hilarious stories about your parents. Which is <laughs> Hopefully, they're not listening right now, but um, that, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Well, as the day we record this, today is my mom's birthday. And I, I thought about wrapping up a curling iron and sending it to her. What's that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Yes. yes. Happy birthday, She's mom. She's a good sport. She, they, they're yeah, amazing. Her, her and dad are, are great. Well, I still want to be like them when I grow up. They're great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would love to start it out by just you guys. I know you told us this, but I'd love for the listeners and watchers to hear just about how you guys got together because I really think it's such a sweet story. Yeah. yeah. So we were um, both attending a, well, actually we weren't attending. I was attending an Assembly of God church and um, one of my good friends at the church, his, he was a, he was a pastor's kid, but he was a friend of mine and he was Johnson's neighbor. In the dorm uh, at in UGA, the dorm. University of Georgia, God's College, go dogs, amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, you know, you know, these are all the, the funny little sub parts of the story that you often don't tell. But uh, he, my next door neighbor, had just hooked up with her friend, um, and Summer was irate about it. Yes, I was. And so basically, to like make amends, he uh, he decided to set us up. And so he had this thought of like, hey, could I get them in the same place at the same time? So he actually yeah. invited me Halloween weekend, 97, uh, to go to this retreat. And so I'm good old Presbyterian boy. Uh, and I end up in an Assembly of God retreat in the North Georgia mountains, which <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't know what I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but it's not what I thought was going to happen. So all the Assembly of God, charismatic Pentecostal stuff, um, God radically changed my life, literally like picked me up off of one path, uh, put me on another path, met her on the same weekend, um, literally 180 my life. And uh, that was 97. And, you know, fast forward, we start dating right there, start attending Victory Church back in the day in 98, um, get married in 01, mm -hmm. come on staff in 05, leading a campus in 2010 and senior pastors in the middle of uh, pandemic COVID in 2020. And yes. so it's been a pretty cool ride. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, it's been yeah. a pretty cool ride. <laughs> that is amazing. And I you guys it. have two boys. So we're, we're fellow yes. boy parents. Yes. We, we love that. Teenage yeah, boys, right? Both are teenagers, right? Yes. Am I yes. 17 yes. to 13. So 13 yes. yeah, is about to be 14. So in the thick of it, those are, yeah, it's so awesome. I love that. Thank you all for sharing that. But, um, you know, I, I, you've had all these, um, you kind of shared the high points uh, of your story, but I know in talking with you all there, you've been through some really tough times and, um, and I, I just, you know, like, like Dave kind of said at the beginning, we were so moved by by your story of, of dealing with fertility issues and walking that road. And so I'd love to hear, you know, more about that. If you guys don't mind sharing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you say we, we've been through a lot. I think every, everybody has in their own way. And yeah. it, what I love is, you know, our story is our story. And so it may not be a copy paste, but maybe it is a little bit of inspiration, hope, faith builder for some people going through a similar journey. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I said a second ago, we got married September 1st, 2001. So we were 911, 10 days before 9-11. Uh, oh, wow. We got married 
Um, we made it home safely, so we didn't get stuck <laughs> yeah, for, anywhere. For our honeymoon, yes. we made it home safely. That's a good time, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like like a lot of people who kind of have a tribe, like a lot of us kind of got married at the same time. Like a lot of our friends were getting married at the same time. And so we're t- kind of on that same journey. And um, we had both come from a family of three kids. Mm-hmm. And so those were our conversations leading up, you know, those the right before you get married, you're like, all right, how many kids do you think? And all that. And so we're like, ah, two to three, you know, probably three, but you know, we'll we'll see how it kind of plays out. Um, and probably about a year in, uh, she starts a year into marriage. She's like, all right, you know, baby talk. And I'm like, no, you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm about to have to give up my date nights and my, you know, all the, all the loss is what I'm thinking about. Well, and the um, financial aspect, fin- too, yeah. cause you know, yeah, it's sure. Oh yeah. So I was, I was uh, working a geography job <laughs> at the time. So the, the, the money wasn't exactly rolling in. And, um, but it, we were at a big church conference event, um, at the end of 2002. And I felt like it was there, like God kind of spoke to me and said, okay, uh, you know, it spoke to my heart. And so that's when we had the conversation. Okay, let's start trying. So that was, that was at the end of 2002. End of 2002. And, but you're, you're leaving out. I mean, every girl, I think it's, well, I won't say every girl, but for me, it was my prayer. It was my hope, my dream. You get married, but then within like a year or two, you have your kids, you start, you know, having your family. And so we had had those questions and concerns, but and so we had started trying. It wasn't necessarily happening. And but all of our friends were getting pregnant, which you're excited for them, right? You don't sure. want to yes. be like um, negative Nancy. <laughs> and if you're a Nancy listening to this, <laughs> okay. for you. it's just the whole like you don't want to be like, oh, I'm so happy for you, but that's not fair for me. So you're trying right. to celebrate the joy for them, but at the same time, you're wrestling internally for yourself. And so that's right. kind of where we found ourselves. Um, and then Johnson was driving home one day and yeah, I mean, that's a big part of, part of the story is, um, I, I was kind of, I, I would say I was praying at God, not praying to God. And I think maybe a lot of people in that infertility season find themselves mm-hmm. kind of in Psalm sort of mode, you know, David's right. like crying and accusing and, you know, ah, like a God, yeah. and I God where are you? Like what's, yeah, what's happening? But yeah. I, what I love it, we have to do that. I think a lot of people yeah. feel like that's not faith, so they don't do it. But right. there, there's a permission, I think, that the Psalms give us to kind of like pour our emotions out to God. And so I was finding a little bit of respite in that and just like um, some, some calm in that. And so I was basically driving home from work, just praying at God and like, God, where are you? And I, why is this taking so long? Like, what's the deal? And um, I, I, it's clear as day, clear as day. I mean, this is almost 20 years later. Parked the car at home, turned it off, closed the door, took one step, and heard as clear as day, their names will be Jeremiah and Isaac. Wow. Their names will be Jeremiah and Isaac. Amazing. And I remember I literally like froze in my steps like, yeah. what? What? In the <laughs> what just happened? What? The booming. Yeah. It was like this, this inward... Right. clarion voice. And so I, I ran inside just super excited, told Summer. Um, and I think, you know, underneath the, the obvious, like promise from God, the, 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 the voice of God was this, this subtle thing in my heart of like, we aren't forgotten. Right. Yeah. And I think it's really easy, you know, in certain yeah. seasons, seasons of life is, yeah, I read the Bible and all that sort of stuff, but I still feel like that applies to everybody except for me. Right. And for us in the, it was just that gentle, amazing reminder of like, we aren't the remote lost in the couch cushions. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, like we're, you know, like we have not been forgotten by God. Jesus really did mean it when he said he won't forget us or leave us even to the very end of the age. So that I think that's something that's huge to our story and needs to be huge to every single person's story is like, no matter what you're going through, literally you are not forgotten. Like God, God hasn't lost you in the midst of everything. Right. You know, so Johnson, Johnson gets his word from the Lord. He comes in and tells me, but I know at the same time, this is great. But there's a pressure for me because I'm like, okay, that means my I have to life has to be created as we come together, right? Practice as we practice, right? <laughs> <laughs> and but life is formed in this womb. And um, growing up, I always had a, an irregular cycle when it came to my menstrual cycle, and so right. I already knew that in the back of my head. And but um, I look at scripture and I think about how God told Abraham, "Hey, a year from now, you're going to have a son." Right. He said that to Abraham. He didn't say it to Sarah. But what Abraham went and told Sarah, she laughs. Right. But what does she yeah. do? She gives Hagar right to Abraham to have a son. Right. So I kind of equate um, a little bit of our story to that taking matters into my own hands because there was doubt and unbelief of God. Are you actually going to do this for us? So mm-hmm. I go to the doctor. And um, as soon as Johnson says it, he says, hey, because of your past cycles, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a bunch of testing, but I'm going to put you on fertility treatment because I feel like we need to go ahead and do that. Normally, to be honest, that takes a couple years before they'll do that. But he said, I'm going to go ahead and do that for you. Um, so I started getting tested on a monthly basis, getting uh, my fertility treatments. And at the end of nine months of those treatments, um, I walked in. My doctor was gone that day. God has a sense of humor. And the doctor that I wa- that I see that day, because I have to check you monthly, looks at me and says, well, it's been nine months. You haven't gotten pregnant. You're probably not going to. It's not going to happen. So you might as well go ahead and consider yourself a candidate for in vitro. I'm like wanting to slap him from across the table. Not yeah. that I did yes. that, but no yeah. bedside manner. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was so angry and I was so hurt because here was this promise that the Lord had given to Johnson, their names will be Jeremiah and Isaac. And of course, I think when God gives us a promise and when he gives us a word, many times we'll think that's going to happen overnight, yeah. that it's going to happen with uh, in a short season, but it's in the waiting where he shows up. It's in the, you know, down the road when he shows up. So his promises never fail, um, but it's what is he trying to teach us in that season or what can we learn from that? So I, I go into my car I'll never forget that moment. And I just, I started having my conversation at God. So I begin to tell God, I'm done. Um, This isn't going to happen. If it's going to happen, imagine this. God, you need to make it happen. So (laughs) here I am (laughs) telling God, you've got to make this happen. Um, It's a good prayer. It is a good prayer. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a relinquishing of trying to control what he wants, his promise and and him doing it. And so, and standing. Yeah. Going back to this place of faith and saying, I just trust, I'm going to choose to trust you, even though I don't understand why it's not happening and we've done all these things. And it's not that in vitro is a bad thing. Man, anybody who's been on that in vitro, um, you know, had to, to go through that. I, I think that's wonderful. God will give children through in vitro. It's not a bad thing, but I knew what God had promised for us. Right. And so I stopped taking the medication and three months later, we found out we were pregnant with our first child. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and it was I, that, almost that relinquishing to God yeah. in that moment of, 
And it was that surreal moment too of once it happened, I remember walking in, I had taken a test and I was like, is this? No. Is it? <laughs> no. And then waiting and, and coming and telling him later, like, um, here's, you know, I'm pregnant. So. Yeah. And then that whole process and it's a boy, you know, and so again, God, God, what he said, their names will be Jeremiah and Isaac. And um, Jeremiah is born April 25th, uh, 2005. 2005. And uh, so I remember, I mean, I re vividly remember, I think probably like a lot of people where we were when Summer said she was pregnant, all the emotions, all the gratitude, the worship, the prayers, like, like all of it. So Jeremiah's born fast forward whatever, whatever time it years, was, two years probably. And summer comes to me again, uh, and says it again. Hey, I'm pregnant. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. You're, I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. Wow. Which is amazing. I, mean, I, I can't, I still, even to this day, I, I think this is probably one of the conversations I'm going to have with God, you know, like we all forecast, you know, out. Um, when she says she's pregnant again, it's totally different than the first time. So when she said, Hey, pregnant, and I knew it was Jeremiah, all the emotions, all the worship, all the prayer. Right. When she said it the second time, I think we just sat there and hugged each other. 
It was and a, there, yeah. there was something in my heart that was like, something's not okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know what to do about it. And then you just kind of play that out a little bit longer, however much longer it was. And she has a miscarriage. Mm. And I, I remember all of that. Like, God, did you, did you tell me so I would pray and I didn't pray enough? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. is this my fault? Mm -hmm. um, did, it, did I not have enough faith? Um, did I sin? Um, and then all this stuff of like, God, you said their names would be Jeremiah and Isaac, but we just lost Isaac. Mm -hmm. Like, God, did you lie? Mm. Like, God, do you, did you do that? And it, I, you know, maybe it all makes sense one day, but do, do you actually keep your promises? Like all this stuff is playing out in my mind. And what I start to notice is my heart, like, I don't want to pray the way that I used to, because why, why do I want to talk to that God? Yeah. You know, the, the God who would make a promise and then my wife has a miscarriage and, you know, we're both, I didn't even know, I don't know, cause we're not really talking about it, you know? And I think maybe that may be a common theme where the pain's so deep and you don't really want to bring it up. And so we're not talking about it. And so there's a little bit of this thing starting to happen at that time because you were struggling in your own way. Well, and I think to be honest and truthful, we didn't talk, we didn't talk about this till years later. Even when I found out huh. I was pregnant that second time, I felt different inside. It mm -hmm. wasn't, I wasn't at peace like I was the first time. Um, but in that moment, I felt like it would be, if I were to, to share that with him, like, I don't feel I'm feeling um, there's just something weird I feel right now in this moment. I don't know what this is. I think personally, had I, I felt like had I said that, that I want, wouldn't be walking in faith yeah. versus going, hey, I'm sensing something. Are you sensing something? Would you pray for me? Yeah. Like, can we just right. pray over this child? Um, and so it was probably, I think I was about 10 weeks when I miscarried. And all of the disappointment that comes with that, um, as he said, you know, you're going as a woman, I'm going, I'm the one carrying the life. God, have mm -hmm. I not taken care of my body well enough? Like it's the sin. It's the, all of the whispers of shame and just, you haven't done, or you're not capable, all of those different things. Yeah. And I wrestled because at the same time we had already, uh, we were young adult pastors at that time. And we had shared at a leadership thing with everybody. And so then the whole process of going, now we got to go back and tell everybody I lost mm -hmm. the baby. Mm -hmm. So it's just that, that heaviness and that, that weight yeah, as so a woman hard. for me, you know, it, it was, it was rough and none of my friends had had a miscarriage. Wow. And so here I was the first one. And I mean, people yeah. say well-meaning things. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Christians are the worst <laughs> in the midst of yeah. loss. And no, yes. We no. don't know what to do. So we just say really dumb God needed, things. God needed the baby more yeah, than you on. did. What? The no, best thing you do is for all, everybody who's watching, just be there for people. Just yes. be there. Yeah. I'm so don't sorry. open up your mouth. Right. Just be there and say, I'm here yeah. for you. I yeah, love I'm you. I'm so sorry. Love don't me. say stupid stuff. God did not need another angel. Another yeah, people yeah. say that. Yeah. Yes. People like, don't what? need to become angels. when That's not how any of it works. Just, uh, just, just love them. Bring them, bring them some food. And love on them. I was, oh, this was bad. I remember I was at a retreat and um, some pastors were, a pastor was praying over me and she's like, well, and I just, I was so full of anger and she had said, well, mm -hmm. it's probably not your fault. It's not your fault. And I was like, you don't know that it's not my fault. I mean, I was 
let's just say I was not walking in godly character in that moment, but there was just this anger and hurt inside. Right. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. A, it's a raw pain to yeah. have that kind and of loss. So um, fast forward, um, we fast forward, and it was probably six or seven months later, uh, at our church, we believe in healing. We believe the word of God is true. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we believe in physical healing. And one of the things we do every weekend is we pray for healing and people to receive their healing on a Sunday morning. Yes. And so it was January of 2008. And we are um, in service that morning. And I'll never forget this moment. And try not to cry. Um, but I remember that morning, we're doing prayer for healing and hearing the Lord say, it's time. It's time. And I look over to Johnson and he just shook his head like this because I look at him and he sees me crying, uh, not knowing what I'm, you know, going through, but just as that supportive husband. And so I lift my hands in surrender and just say, okay, God, I trust you. And uh, four months later, I am pregnant with Isaac. <laughs> wow. And my, my due date was one year from that Sunday that I lifted my hands for healing. Wow. So I was like, okay, God. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's wow. you say, you say you were pregnant with Isaac. So we were 100% convinced it was a girl. Yes, that's true. Um, we didn't know it was Isaac yet. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, it's the point we're, we're picking out names like Brooke <laughs> was going to be the name. Yeah. Like we had the name picked out for, for, for her. And so, you know, this is taking place in summer. And so, you know, when she comes and says she's pregnant, the joy's still there, but there's still that thing inside my heart of like, yeah. but God, you, you made a promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you said your names will be Jeremiah and Isaac. And we have Jeremiah, but we lost Isaac. And now she's pregnant again. I don't know what to do with that. And I, I'm still wrestling this heart cold. Um, I'm, you know, it's affecting my preaching. And, you know, the beautiful thing is when you're the preacher, you can pick what you want to say. So uh, <laughs> you know, pastors, I actually started a series called God on Mute. And mm -hmm. the whole idea was like, hey, where's God when life hurts? You know, where's, where's, yeah, where, you know, Andy real. Stanley has a really great phrase. He says, you know, when, when God is silent, that doesn't mean he's absent. And so just kind of right. grabbing a hold of that, like, God, I know you're here, but I, I don't know where you are. I can't hear you. I can't sense you. I can't feel you. I, I don't know where, what in the world you're doing in the midst of this thing. And so I preached a whole, a whole series, but a, a sermon on basically like God speaks, God is speaking more than we're listening. And so we need to create environments to listen. And so, um, and so when I was done preaching, we had a worship moment and we invited people to come up front and just kind of sit down and talk, talk to God. And so I was the first one. I just went down there, sat down right at the front, right by the stage and just started duking it out with God. And my conversation is literally this. I'm like, why this? Why that? Why that? Why this? Why this? Why did you? Why did you? Why did you, you know? And when I kind of almost like emptied out my heart, I paused. And I just kind of felt, you know, in hindsight, the kindness of God come upon me. And I said, I just had this, <sighs> okay, even if I never know why, I'll still love you and I'll still serve you yeah. all the days of my life. Wow. That's awesome. And I'm telling you, right behind those words, as clear as I had heard it the first time, God said, he's with me. And his name is Joseph. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's he's with me and his name is Joseph. So powerful. And I like crocodile tears. Like, <laughs> like that's like <laughs> the floor is a puddle in front of me because all of it, 
like all of it, all of it, all of it of, I knew it wasn't me. You know how you're almost like, you know, a friend of mine says, Hey, the problem is, uh, um, God, God, the devil and myself all use the same voice <laughs> in my head. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I knew it wasn't me because I knew Summer was pregnant with the girl. That's what we, you know, mean. and, um, I knew we had lost Isaac and I wouldn't have used those words. So like literally God reached out and he spoke, he's with me and his name is Joseph. And so all, all the, we're not forgotten. Mm-hmm. God's been here the whole time. Um, all the, like lots of times, you know, what I love it. I asked for why, but God didn't tell me why he told me who, and he yeah. told me where. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, because I, I think lots of times the why isn't going to help if we're really honest, the why doesn't help. What we need to know is we're not forgotten. We're not forsaken. God's right there and his promises are still true. And that's, that's what rang out that if Joe, if that was Joseph who passed away in the miscarriage, that means Isaac's still out there. Right. Which means maybe God, your promises are still true, which wait a second, you're pregnant right now. Right. So we go in and we go to have the ultrasound done. And again, God has told Johnson, his name is Joseph and he's here with me. So I'm, I'm going to choose to trust on that word, but there's still the in, inside of me of like, but is it, but, right, but is right, I right. still out there? Um, of course, loving the child that's, you know, just excited to be pregnant and that another child was coming. And, uh, we go have the ultrasound done. I'll remember our parents are both in the room. Jeremiah's in the room. And um, the ultrasound technician, uh, you know, she's doing the ultrasound. And she says, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Bowie. It's another boy. And <laughs> um, I start, I'm bawling and I'm weeping. Yeah. Because right behind that, I heard the Lord say, and it's still, I'm like, I told them while I go, I was like, this still gets me emotional. Um just like my promise was fulfilled to Abraham and Sarah with their son, Isaac. So mm-hmm. is my promise being fulfilled. To wow. You. I mean, that's, that's so that powerful. It is so powerful. And so, so Isaac um, was born January 15th, 2009. Yeah. So, wow. you know, just anybody who's going out there, uh, out there with the infertility journey, God's promises are, you know, yes and amen. And while our journey might look different, we just want to just, share hope, um, and just faith for those for just to walk that out with the Lord. You're not, as Johnson said, you're not forgotten. He's there. And we know our journey looks different, but just some people, it might be fertility treatment or it might be in vitro, or maybe it's just time. It, you know, it's God is not a respecter of person. So it doesn't mean what he did for us. He doesn't want to do for other people. Maybe it's adoption. Mm -hmm just encourage people in their journey of fertility and just having children. Yeah. And you know, uh, their names will be Jeremiah and Isaac. So it's Jeremiah Israel Bowie. So Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. Israel is Prince of God Mm -hmm. and like God knew what he was doing. So Jeremiah is super sensitive. He's super empathetic. Mm -hmm. Um, he cried a lot when he was a kid. Um, (laughs) there's so much favor, stinking favor on this kid's life. Um, and Isaac, Andrew Bowie. So Isaac is he who laughs and Andrew is manly yeah. and courageous. And so this kid is stinking Every hilarious. <laughs> he is like legitimately <laughs> hilarious and super athletic, uh, karate swimming kid, you yeah. know? So yeah. God knew what he was doing when he made the promises. Yeah. So yeah, he always knows what he's doing. Yeah, I love it. I just, it's such a beautiful story, isn't it? Sweetie? It, it's, it is. It's just, it's just beautiful when you, I mean, 
It is. I mean, I, I've heard it. This is the second time I'm hearing it, and I'm I'm hearing things that it's just like it's just so deeply encouraging to be reminded of God's faithfulness uh, and to see it. Like you know, you look at those boys, and it's it's tangible evidence of God's promise of His yes. faithfulness. And I think we all have that kind of evidence in our life. It looks differently, and and maybe yours is a completely different scenario. But God has been faithful and acted on our behalf in supernatural ways. And and just being reminded of his goodness is is so so good. And before yeah. before we close out though, um, I, first off, I want to tell our listeners like, listen, guys, if you're anywhere near the Atlanta area, yeah, go check out one of the campuses of Victory Church. It is it is one of the most life giving, Christ focused places that uh, that you could go. And and just expect God to show up in supernatural ways because I mean God is doing something so unique. Yes, at this church and mm-hmm. and Summer and Johnson are the real deal, and your your leadership is great. I love your heart for bringing cultures together. I love your the heart of your church looks like the kingdom of God, like every every tribe, tongue, and nation. You guys are are doing it and living it, and and I just so believe in what you're doing, and so um I want want to point people to it. But before we close, um, Summer, would you just say a prayer for their for those 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 people those couples listening and in particular those 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 women who are listening who are dealing with infertility and maybe dealing with miscarriages and they're feeling pain and shame and they're con- they're feeling confusion and they're they're wrestling in their their faith and they're you know they're they're feeling those things that you felt and they haven't had their breakthrough yet they haven't had yeah. that 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 miracle yet in whatever form God's going to bring that miracle and would you just Pray a prayer of blessing over them, and for you listening out there, just just receive receive this prayer, you know, and let this be let this be a moment for you, you know, like like Johnson's moment of of tears down at the front of the altar where he had that moment with God. Let this be a moment where you just you give it to the Lord and believe that He's gonna He's gonna come through yes. because He always does. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> Father, I thank you so much for every woman who's listening right now, who's engaging, who's just heard our testimony. And Lord, while this is our testimony, you have a testimony for each and every woman who's listening on this podcast. God, I thank you that you would meet them where they are in this moment. You see every tear that's been shed, Lord, every heartache that they've been through. And here's what I know is that you are a faithful God. You're a faithful God. And even when we can't see you, you are there with us. Your, your word tells us that you are El Roi. You are the God who sees. So Lord, would, in this moment, would you just bring peace and comfort to these women who felt like maybe they haven't been seen? That Lord, where they felt forgotten, that Lord, you would just show them. Even now, Lord, those who are listening, who are hearing, if they're driving, flash a, a moment, Lord, where you've been with them, where they have felt forsaken, but where you were there. Lord, right now, I just bless each of these women who are listening. Father, we just speak life over their womb, that their wounds would be open to receive, Lord, and that they would just speak healing over their body. We thank you for your word that is true, that by your stripes we are healed. So, Lord, any um, word, any negative, any curse that's been spoken over their life or over their body, we call it null and void in the name of Jesus. And we speak life and provision over their womb, that, Lord, they will carry 
children to a full nine month, like through a full nine months, Lord, with healthy children delivered. God, I thank you for the testimony that's going to come from this, that Lord, even now in this moment, faith is being restored for those who felt forgotten, that Lord, any guilt or shame that has been uh, lie that's been spoken over them. We call that null and void in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you for just supernatural faith that's being released in this moment. Lord, where there's been heartache right now, we just release the spirit of joy over them. And I thank you for, there are going to be testimonies, Lord, um, a year from now, after people listen to this podcast, Lord, of the great healing that you did, you're not a respecter of distance. So even now, Lord, we speak your word and we, and we tell it to go out in the name of Jesus. And we just declare healing over their life physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. But God, I thank you. You are a God who restores. So even now you are restoring, Lord, the heart. You're restoring the womb. Lord, if it's... Um, adoption, if it's in future, whatever that looks like, Father, that you would make it plain and clear for every woman listening. And Lord, if there's been any, any division amongst couples, Lord, any heartache uh, from the loss of a miscarriage, Lord, that there would um, be a moment where they can come together, they can mourn. Lord, your word says that you, you mourn with those who mourn, but Lord, in that they would mourn together, but receive the peace and healing that comes from you. So right now, I just bless these women. I speak love over them, Father, that you would fill them with love to overflowing. I thank you for your presence, the presence of God that goes with us and that uh, you are with them now. You are for them. And we speak life over them, hope over them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What a powerful prayer. So powerful. Thank you so much for, for sharing that and doing that. Yeah. Beautiful. And thank, thank you both for... Uh, for just for being here. And before we sign off, I want to, you know, give you a chance to have the final word. Yeah. Tell people where, uh, where they can, can find you or, or tell them anything you want them to know. It means that <laughs> anything I want yeah, you to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, the, the floor is number is, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please, I receive it. Yes. I will tithe. I will double tithe on that. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, like you alluded to a second ago. So uh, we're Victory Church here in Atlanta. Um, so we have four locations around Atlanta. Um, VictoryATL.com is our kind of our calling card, the one-stop shop. Uh, VictoryATL.com. But like you said, I mean, when, when we first came to Victory in 98, the thing that grabbed us was multicultural. And so the founding pastors, Pastor Dennis and Colleen, they started it um, here in Atlanta in a historically divided city. They wanted to plant a multicultural church. And so we walked into a room where, with a Jamaican worship pastor at that time and the, the percussionist from Santana, you know, on the, on the bongos. Nice. Um, and yeah, and just watching what God's done over the years. So now we have 142 nations inside the church. And so we get a, we get a chance to taste Revelation 7 every single time yeah. that we're, we're together, every tribe and tongue and nation. And so it's beautiful. I love it. I wouldn't give it up for the world. Um, God's done such amazing things in, in my life and our life that to teach us that we're so much better together than we are separate. Yeah. And so we get to show the world, John 17, you know, that we can be one as Jesus and the father are one. Yes. So that's what I love. And so, you know, I mean, if you're in Atlanta or if you're anywhere, we're, we're actually just about to start house churches uh, this next year. And so there, there's a whole lot of things that we're doing all around the world uh, as well as in Atlanta. So we, we'd love it if you didn't have a home church. Uh, check out Victory ATL. That's Great. us. Yeah, and and I love it. I wholeheartedly uh, just endorse and celebrate and cheer on what you guys are doing. And so, guys, connect with this church. Check them out. 
connect with this church. You'll be better for it. Your faith will grow. You will be encouraged. You will be blessed. And and guys, we just uh, we just pray blessings for yes. you, for your family, for your ministry. Thank you. So thankful God allowed our paths to intersect, and we look forward to reconnecting uh, hopefully again very soon. So sure. thank you guys again. All right. Thank you guys.